Welcome to All Things Sleep and Parenting. I'm Pam. And I'm Elisa. We are holistic infant and child sleep consultants with a background in early childhood education. And we're the founders of Restful Parenting. And I'm Heidi. I'm also an early childhood educator and the owner of Blossom Early Learning. Join us as we chat all things sleep, parenting, development, and everything in between. Be sure to hit subscribe and share with your friends and family. Hello, everybody, and welcome back. I know it's been a little bit of time, but we have a very fun and exciting podcast for you this week. And as always, I have Elisa with me. Hi. And we have a special guest again this week, Jennifer Tan. Hello. And I am Pam, and we are here today to chat about, uh, this is a great one for our parenting. So uh, one of the topics that Jenna, Lisa, and I chat about often is how we parent, uh, the types, the different types of parenting. And one of the challenges that seems to come up often is parenting out of uh, fear and using and allowing our fear to dictate how we parent versus allowing our values and how we want a parent to really be the guiding light. Uh, so today we're going to chat about um, what is fear-based parenting? What does that look like? Um, how can we take those steps to move from a fear-based parenting style to more of a value-based in the now parenting? And yeah, we're going to throw out a couple of great examples that we were just chatting before pressing record that, you know, as always, we're like, we really should record this stuff too, because it always is great stuff, but we're going to repeat it again for you guys, because that's what we love to do. Um, so let's jump in. Thanks again, Jen, for joining us another week. We thoroughly enjoy having you. I love chatting with you too, as well. Such a and nice so we, When you mentioned fear-based parenting, I think that we all do it sometimes. And, and I think that the cue to when fear-based parenting comes up is I don't want to parent like this, right? And coming from a stance of this is how I don't want to do it. Maybe it's because mm-hmm. we've grown up in a certain way and we're saying like, okay, I'm never going to parent like my parents. My children are not going to have the experience that I had growing up. And, and you can see where that would guide people. And it causes so much anxiety when those moments happen, well, those moments of imperfection or the ways that um, maybe your childhood start to show up in, in, in your parenting start to happen. And so how do we start to shift into a, a different way, an unknown way? Cause we don't have that template generally. If we're parenting from a place, I don't want to parent like this. We, we generally do, don't have the template of this is how I want to parent or maybe yeah. just played in a certain area. Yeah, it's really easy to pinpoint to say like, this is not how I want it to go. But then you're kind of stuck like, okay, don't want to parent like this. But where do I go? What steps do I start to take? How do I even do the opposite? Going through all of my own triggers and all of that stuff, right? There's a lot of self growth in parenting as well. Um, So I love that. Yeah, we're jumping into this topic. I think parenting sometimes is a mirror, right? Like our, our, our children are mirror to us mm-hmm. and, and it's really reflecting back. Okay. Ooh, what do I do here? Right. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes it gets the best of us because it just happens in the moment we're triggered and then we react in a certain way that we can clearly see in that moment isn't working. Mm-hmm. Yeah. An example of that for me is I have, you know, some anxiety towards my parent, my not my parents, my children growing up um, with body image challenges or, you know, eating disorders or something like that. And so 
you know, I'm, I'm very aware of words that I say, words that I don't say, you know, making sure that I'm not looking in the mirror at my own body and saying, you know, ugh, ugh, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And that's great. But there are times where I find that fear creeps in and then I am triggered and mm-hmm. I have responded in certain ways that were over the top because of that fear. So an example of that is, I've always eliminated the word fat from any book when it was in there. And I knew my children were going to learn it at one point, you know. And so when my son, you know, started at school and he did learn that word, learned what it was and said it to me, my initial, not to me, but, you know, said it in, in the, in, you know, the context <laughs> that I, it triggered me and I overreacted in that moment because whoa like that triggered me that's a fear and then that caused me to have an overreaction and then what did that do for him it made it all that much more fun for him to say that and so he knew it triggered me and I could see right then and there uh uh-oh abort abort different approach (laughs) needed he is seeing that this is triggering me and he's doing it more so you know but we all get into that sometimes where it's something just triggers us and then we react in a way that we didn't really want to and then it it either causes them to do it more or perhaps Mm -hmm. it causes some different responses in them that we weren't really looking for right because we all have fear right Mm -hmm. as as parents we all want to do a good job we want to be able to have healthy children and our children are going to experience things and go through their own struggles and so you're right that comes up sometimes and I love that you're able to share that and I appreciate that and and so I wonder if we play around with that that comment it's like okay so that came from a place of fear you felt it incredible awareness of it and so how do we start to shift away from that right and how do we so how do we start to come from a value? And and I wonder if you were to say, Lisa, it's like, okay, what are your values in that, in your parenting around body image? My values are that we accept, like that we're all different. Mm-hmm. We all have different bodies. We all have, you know, differences within us. And that is not what makes us who we are. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, getting that across to my children that, you know, we're, we're all different. And if we were all the same, then life would be pretty boring, wouldn't it? Yeah. And I think that your value that's coming out here is even, even deeper than just body image. It's acceptance of differences. Yes. That you're saying, I want to instill with my children that people are different, whether it's bodies or personalities or um, brains, people are different. And Absolutely. that we need to accept that people are different. And, and that's the value piece of it is how you're instilling in your children that that difference. And it gets the fear part of it is like, okay, I don't want my children to have body image issues. Right. And instead of, you know, reacting in that moment and being like oh that's not a word that we you know like just being heightened like that Mm -hmm. how can a person sort of realize that and move move forward from that and I think it just starts in the beginning of even before fears I'm not sure as parents 
that we stop often and think, what are our values? How do I want to parent? Because that comes before the fear. And, and to think about, okay, I have a value. These are my values. This is how I go back to my values. And to take a minute to go, okay, what are my top three, three values as a parent? And sometimes I think that can be difficult to think of in regards to yourself. So you may want to think about parents you know, maybe parents growing up that you thought were really great parents, um, maybe parents that you know of and you really respect how they're parenting. And what is it about those people that you respect? And generally, that's going to lead you to your values. I respect this person because they're really easily approachable. I respect this person because they seem to have a good relationship with their child. Whatever pieces are, are pointing to other people will come back and reflect on you of like, I want to do that too. That's a value is my relationship with my child, my openness with my child, my acceptance of people, whatever those are. And to be able to write down, these are my values and understanding triggers and fears. These are my hot spots. What get me triggered? And how do I go back to my values? So let's play around with body image. If we're looking at acceptance of all and the word fat comes up, if we're going from a value-based parenting, how do we value different bodies and understand the understanding of what fat is? What would that look like? So what I ended up doing is explaining that everybody has fat in their bodies and everybody has yeah, everybody we has need fat. it to protect our organs you know and then we just spoke about different things like that so it was you know I'm not sure if that was you know the the right response or right exactly. because there really isn't like the right or wrong but if that was effective or one of the things that I hear from you really strongly and when we talk is you take moments as teachable moments. Mm -hmm. And in those times where fear comes up or there's um, areas of being uncomfortable, and I wonder if that's a value, is like, I'm gonna use those moments to teach. And, and I hear that in there. It's like, we understand that that plays a role in our body. It's actually kind of important. And so I've got mm -hmm. these teachable moments and I value that we're accepting of all bodies and, and people. And so I, I heard two different values that started to come up and to go into that is like, wow, okay, I am, I'm valuing the ability to guide in tough moments I'm about, and I'm using it through my values of everybody's different. Yeah. This is a superstar. Oh, no. <laughs> you are. I am on the phone with you a lot. And the, yes, you are a superstar when it comes to that. I stuff. mean, we all have our moments where we you know, aren't superstars in our moments where we are. And that is parenting. I'm sorry, but that is parenting. That is exactly. our Exactly. And, and our children. point, Elisa, because what, what the literature will say in order to have a secure attachment with your child, you need to be attuned about 30% of the time. I, okay, let's say that again for the people in the back. Say that again. Yeah. So in order for your children to have a secure attachment, they need one attuned adult 30% of the time. And there's such healthy um, patterns that happen from rupture and repair in relationship with children. And so there's about, you know, 30% 30 30 of the time that we're not attuned at all. 
And then there's these times where, you know, we miss it. We've missed that attunement and we start to repair when we've missed it. And that creates a healthy. And so us being imperfect, those ruptures are such a healthy part of development. And so when you say not all the time, I'm like, yeah, absolutely. Because what would happen if we're trying to be attuned all the time? I suspect it's high levels of anxiety. Yeah. Like, oh, it would be exhausting. Stress, the exhaustion of trying to be 100%, 100% of the time. Yeah. I do not have the energy for that. <laughs> like, I, that would no. put me over the edge. Oh, no. feels- and then how do you do that with multiple children? Like, yeah, yeah. right. There's multiple needs and there's multiple like things going on and being pulled in a hundred directions. And and let's just really stay focused that we are okay with there's a rupture and then we catch it. And then, you know what, even 30% of the time we don't catch it and that's okay too. I think the importance of this is how we build resilience. This is how children learn to be comfortable in all environments. This is how, you know, we're not having that bubble over them that their whole world. And it's not a, it's not a, you know, the get them ready for the real world. That's not what this is, but the real world will have raised voices. The classroom will have raised voices. Um, Childcare providers will have different ways of doing things. And, and I, you know, I do have, I have four children and Ireland is my oldest and, and I'm learning as I'm parenting. So, so there are things that I make mistakes with, with Ireland. And then I'm learning from that, just like when our children are making those mistakes and we're helping them, they are learning. They're not even mistakes when, when they're living life and, and things happen, that's how they're learning. That's how we're building that resilience. So I'm showing my children that, Hey, I'm still learning too. I'm an adult and I'm still learning. And this is how we build and grow is by having these challenges or mistakes or pitfalls or whatever the issue is. And then we're, we're repairing, we're rebuilding and we're growing from it. Yes. And so that's where it's like, okay, we're moving out of fear around those, those mistakes in the moment you know, aren't going to ruin our child or they're not going to, you know, all like great, you know, drug dependent parenting, right? Done. Piece of it is no, you know, yeah. we've got to come back into those moments of, okay, I'm attuned, I'm repairing. And sometimes I miss completely and that's okay. And I'm going to just keep on showing up and doing the best I can. You know, that concept of good enough parenting, I'm going to be yes. good enough. And in order to be able to kind of get that whole spectrum and have faith in that and, and to create a world of how do I want to show up versus yes. how I don't want to show up because I'm going to show up the ways that I want to show up. But if I focus my attention on how do I want to show up? What does that look like? I'm creating a template in order to try to move forward. I'm getting an understanding, a vision, a, a picture of what I want versus what I don't want. Yeah. And this could be a really great activity for, for parents, partners as well. Like, hey, like, let's sit down, let's chat through. Like, what are our values? Rich and I do this often. Like, hey, this isn't working for so-and-so. So like, what else can we do? Where else can we be looking? How else can we address this? Because the, well, the way we're handling this 
isn't working for them. Mm-hmm. Again, different personalities. So I parent based on personalities. My values stay the same in how I'm parenting and where I want them to be and all of that stuff. But but what works for one doesn't work for what works for number one does not work for is not needed for number three. And right? Pam, I'd love to hear if people were doing that, what beautiful conversations could have. And mm-hmm. so I encourage. Okay, you know, if you're soul parenting for you to take a moment, bring out a journal yeah. or whatever the way you process, go into the values and how you want it to look. If you parent with a partner, to have that conversation of what are your values and how do you want to parent together? And then in those tough times, you know, instead of going into, I don't want to do this, go back into those values, that conversation that you had, that journal that you wrote it, and saying, okay, these are my values. How do I deal with this situation? based on those values and so what a great starting point for people yeah absolutely and again my our families um if you guys need help you know that uh jen as well as her associates and as well as uh, lisa and i are here and available for lisa and i are helping with the parenting jen helps with as the individual as a parent as well beautiful thanks for having me on again Thank Absolutely. you for sharing all your knowledge and I such know, wonderful it. information with us and just helping parents feel good about those yeah. moments and giving permission to not be perfect because there really isn't a such thing, but just giving permission to allow for those moments of the rupture mm-hmm. and repair. And seeing okay. value in imperfection. Yeah. And I can't tell you how much that helps me in my parenting journey because so many times I've lost my patience, scary, yelled or something. And just knowing that I am good enough, despite Mm -hmm. these moments, I'm learning through this. I'm learning more about my own feelings and regulating my Mm -hmm. own feelings. But knowing that that piece of it is also very important for my children to learn how to repair is so valuable. So thank you so much for sharing all of this with our families. And I know that we say this all the time and we've, I've said it a few times on here, but our goal is not perfect parenting. There's no such thing as perfect parenting. You're not going to achieve it. It's going to cause anxiety and stress. So we're aiming for good enough. Like we are trying to do the best that we can with the information that we have, we know that it's going to be a roller coaster. So take that pressure off and do not aim for perfect, aim for good enough. And I, I think we should all say that again. And, and I invite those who are listening to say it with us. <laughs> yes. I aim. am good enough. I am good enough. Aim for good enough. I am good enough. I love it. Thanks so much, everybody. Thanks again for listening. Be sure to reach out restfulparenting.com. We can set you up with any type of help you need. We're always here. Thanks again, Jen, for joining us. Can't wait for the next time. Thank you. Thanks for joining us on today's episode. We so appreciate that you've taken that time to come and hang out with us and listen to what we have to say. If you are struggling with sleep or parenting, please know that we have loads of free information on the website um, as well as on the YouTube channel. But if after you've read through everything and you've watched those videos, if you're still struggling, know that you're not alone and that we would love to help. So be sure to check out the website, www.restfulparenting.com. You'll find the link to book your free 15-minute call right there. And if you have any comments or anything you'd like to share with us, please leave them below in the comments. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks.